This is Dan. Welcome to a uh, one-off, one-and-done sort of episode of Adventure Super Train covering the 1977 TV movie Lucan. Yes, that does mean we will be covering the TV series Lucan in the main body of the show. Uh, th- this episode is about an hour-ish, uh, and so it's it's not it's not a mini-sode anymore. And I don't know, maxi-sode just seems like a weird word. Both of them seem like weird words. So... I'm sticking with the once-in-a-lifetime, one-off, one-and-done episode. And, uh, yes, I I will tell you who my guest host is in in a moment for this, but I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of Lucan. Uh, Lucan is ran May 22nd, 1977, a day after I turned four. (laughs) Hee-hee! Let's see. uh, Producer-director David Green, teleplay by Michael Zagor. Zagor the Witch Demon. <laughs> How sweet Zagor. So it's Kevin Brophy as a Lucan. John Randolph as Dr. Hoagland. Stocker Channing in, is in it. Ned Beatty, William Jordan, Lou Frizzell, uh, Ben Davidson. Uh, lots of people in it. And it's basically, it's a uh, sort of a wild child kind of story where they find a 10-year-old boy out in the woods who's been raised by wolves. And they bring him to a university, and a Dr. Hoagland, John Randolph, watches over him for 10 years, and they teach him to read, and they teach him to um, talk, and they teach him a bunch of stuff. There's some things they don't teach him, which we'll talk about, but they teach him a bunch of stuff, and they sort of, he's, he's a young man, he's around 20-ish or so when the show begins in earnest. And through a mix of a bureaucrats wanting to save money and sort of cancel the Lucan program and get him thrown off campus... And um, the only person who can stop that, Dr. Hoagland, getting very, very sick and no longer being able to protect Lucan, Lucan goes out in the world on his own. And you sort of you sort of recognize the character from pop culture, and we'll talk about some of this, but he basically, he's got the clothes on his back and a backpack, and he's just out wandering, looking for his parents, and he has some clues. If only he had met Lee Van Cleef! Oh! Um, uh, but but he's out there looking for his parents, and the basically, the this is a 90-minute uh, TV movie. The first half hour of it is that, what I've just told you, and the set, the hour, the remaining hour, sort of his first adventure, where he winds up on a um, on a uh, uh, construction site uh, owned by Ned Beatty and run by um, uh, I think is it is it um, Gene, a guy named Gene, who is uh, uh, engaged to Stocker Channing's character Mickey, who is the daughter of Ned Beatty's character, who is Larry. And they're all working together on the construction site, and something's not quite going right on that construction site, and it's up to Lucan to save the day. I'm not going to go any any farther farther into it. So, um, any farther, further, it's... I don't have my mug with me, Stan, I'm sorry. I, um, so anyway, this is this is this is the first uh, episode of the show, or uh, some sort of a thing of the show going up in 2023. I hope so far your year is going okay, and it's rainy here where we are. Um, but uh, I'm going to play you a little bit more of that Lucan theme, and then when we get back. We have a nice long chat, just getting a hot bath, luxuriate uh, with my guest host. We haven't heard from her in a while. It's the author, historian podcaster, DVD, Blu-ray commentator, Fangoria writer, 
Amanda Reyes. Yay, Amanda's back. It's been a while since Masquerade. I didn't look up to see how long it was, but it has been a while. She was here previously joining Love Chachi and Masquerade, and now she's joining us for one of her favorites, Lucan. So let me play a little more music, and then the other side, we have a very nice chat. Lucan. TV movie. This is a TV movie here, folks. It's a mini-sode. We don't do a lot of these, but it's always fun when we do. And I have here with me one of my favorite people, my podcast pal, my podcast partner, the great Amanda Reyes. Amanda, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited because I, 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 I think you're a fan of this show. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you... you um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cough at you. I apologize. I'm going to. I I am going to let you. Um, just just. Uh, wh- where did you first see the show? When did you discover the show? What do you think of the show? Why do you love the show? Or why do you hate the show? If you think I just dragged you on here, it's tell me what's up. You know what's really interesting? So the first time it's not that interesting. It's interesting to me. Like <laughs> I bet but, it's super interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's fascinating. But the first time I saw Lucan was I didn't see it when it originally aired, and I'd heard of the show, and just like little rumblings of it. And uh, and when I had my blog, um, I did an article about Lucan, the pilot film, and the TV movie Stock, The Wild Child, which came out the year before, because I was really interested in this idea of uh, TV movies about feral children which was, you know, a really interesting concept. And it was funny that two films would come out back to back like that. And then somewhere down the line, um, I think the series popped up on Warner Archives when they had a streaming service. Yes, it did. That's where I first saw it. Yeah. yeah and I thought I would check it out because I liked the pilot and I got just so engrossed with it. And I fell in love. There's just, there's a couple of pivotal episodes in the series. And we'll get to them where like, I've just never seen anything like that on TV before. It was a very moving show, and it was doing a lot of really interesting stuff that was commentary about the 70s outside of just doing this, like, fascination that we had with feral children. We can talk a little bit about that brief history if you want. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. We can talk about it here. We can talk about it. Any, well, how many episodes? Are, there are 12 after this, right? Is that right? Yeah. So, so we can, any one, any one. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come up. But it was like, it was kind of like a fascination that people had possibly because we had uh, a feral child in the 70s. And in 1970, I, I did little air quotes for feral and um, nobody could see them. So what I mean by feral child <laughs> is that there was a very um, kind of, a big news story that happened in 1970 with an abused girl that um, she was considered kind of a wild child. And also Francois Truffaut in this 1970 um, made a movie called The Wild Child, which was about a feral child, which I think was loosely based on maybe Dana Sanichar from India. Mm. I'm not positive of that, though. And that's a really good film. Um, and, um, and also I did a commentary recently for a TV movie called uh, Mysterious Island of Beautiful Women that really has nothing to do with feral children, except that technically they're feral, but they're like sexy feral. You know what I mean? They're like the sexy version of it. I think I think I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and so, and so I, I read about it thinking that that would be an angle I would use on the commentary, and I think I talk about it, but it's really nothing. I think it's inspired by all of this stuff loosely, but taking it into a B-movie kind of exploitation that that these other things weren't doing. But anyway, so I'm a little versed on all of that stuff, and um, and I'm happy to talk about any of it, uh, but, but Luke can 
because I think it was a series and it had time to sort of develop and it had some bumpy roads. Like when we get to the last couple episodes, when they switch gears on the premise, it kind of lost what made the show so special. But in general, it, it's a wonderful TV series. And I see why through the years I would hear people talking about it because if people saw it when it originally aired, it stayed with them. It was kind of like that show, Then Came Bronson. Then Came Bronson oh, yeah, yeah. was a, kind of the pinnacle of the late 60s counterculture movement. And I've seen the pilot. I haven't seen too much who's, of the series. Who's it was, the star it was of that? Michael Parks. Yes, Michael Parks. Yeah, and, and it's great. And it's it's kind of cinema verite, like they're trying to make yeah. it almost documentary-like, and it's beautiful. And, it, and for people who were of the right age in the 60s who caught it, it was that show symbolized freedom to them. And I think there's something about Lucan that symbolized, we can speculate different things about what it symbolized, but it had, it's not really like about the counterculture movement. It's actually really steeped in traditional families. And I think it was really speaking to people dealing with the changing face of the family in the seventies. And we even kind of see that here in the pilot, not so much in the first episode, um, that airs afterwards, but here in the pilot, they're actually laying the groundwork to talk about um, the tension of the changing mm-hmm. face of the family, and um, and and it's also a very beautiful pilot. I thought it was really good. So yeah. anyway, that's where I came from. The, I was I was just going to say Bron- then came Bronson. I'm, I'm familiar with, um, and I was going to say uh, taking a trip. Yeah, where to? Oh, I don't know. Wherever I end up, I guess. Man, I wish I was you. Really? Yeah. We'll hang in there. That's a little then came. That's the way the series then came yeah, brought it open. That's why people liked it. Like I think yeah, there so, isn't there a scene where he's on a motorcycle and somebody gives him like a thumbs up and they're like yes. in this corporate attire and yes, yeah. He spoke to all these people that were kind of already burnt out like fifty years ago, mm-hmm. burnt out on this kind <laughs> exactly, of corporate yes, yeah, yeah lifestyle that we're still I, in. Because because it's um I mean to to me the it's all birth uh, to me it's from Route sixty six. Yeah yeah yeah. Is sort of where it starts. And, uh, but Route 66 is more like, um, just like kind of two, you know, decently well-off guys just traveling. There's a bit of difference there. But they still, I mean, they have that episode right where they run to Lon Chaney and Peter Laurie and Boris Karloff. And they're all pretending to be monsters and it's Halloween. So they were up to something weird. Yeah. And then you, then you have, um, uh, right right around the same time, you have Moving On uh, oh, yeah, with, yeah. with, uh, with, um, uh, Claude Akins, Claude Akins yeah, and, and Frank um, Converse. Frank Converse, and then, but also before this, you have shows like, say, The Fugitive, which is uh, 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 Lucan's not, and it's I, I, I'm going to call him Lucan. Yeah, no, I always Lucan. want you to. It's, it's a Lucan, Lucan, yeah. Lucan, like Luke Costello and a can of beer, Lucan. So it's Lucan, and Lucan isn't the fugitive, and he ain't Doctor Banner. In the Incredible Hulk, but I think that those were seeds, He's... and actually Kevin Brophy talked about that uh, when the pilot oh. aired. I have an interview here we can oh, oh God. look okay. at. Yeah, it's um because um I mean around this time too you had what was it um I think it was a few years after this and um, what is it Warner Herzog did is it Casper Hauser about the boy who was in the cellar oh. kind of thing who was I cut off that. And, and that that's a, that's obviously that's a different sort of different thing but sort of the wild child out in the woods and and even like years ago on Adventure Super Train there's a Shadow Chasers episode about a little girl raised from wolves which is 
Oh my gosh! And there was a Tales of the Gold Monkey we did just oh, a few months ago. There's a there's several shows. There was a Gunsmoke that did a really good episode called The oh. Lost, oh. which is about a young girl living in the wilds, played by Lori Prang, um, who was a child actress that was amazing. She's in she's, um, so, she's in Brenda, the Night Gallery episode Brenda, oh. and um, and she's fantastic in that. And um, and then there was a TV show called Arc Two, which was this weird sci-fi oh, wow. kids show. Yes, and yeah, they yeah. did a show, an episode called The Wild Boy, okay. and um, it it is kind of like about indigenous people being portrayed as savages, mm-hmm. and it's got this kind of wild child who's actually not is actually more together than the people yeah. in the town, yeah. you know. And of course, there was an In Search of too. I think that did a whole episode. I think that yeah, they did. We'll, yeah. we'll talk. I, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm going to watch that. We're going to talk about that in a later one when okay. I rewatched it. I like that. Um, but there's yeah, it's funny because when when Kristen uh, and I discussed Tales of the Gold Monkey, they did a Eight Boy episode. My first thought was, oh crap, Eight Boy. Uh, am I up for this? It's a really glorious episode. It's a beautiful episode, and and it's really nicely done. So I think so you said you... Battlestar Galactica too, right? Because there's Battles... that one where they find the isle, like a planet of kids or something like that. Yes, there's there's a planet, the planet of the kids, and one of them is um one of the um uh, the sisters that I love so much. They're blonde. They're gorgeous. The Lander sisters. The Lander. Oh my God! There's the Lander sisters. Is a feral child. Yeah, she's she's less feral than the others. Okay, of course it must be but Audrey. She, no, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they they land there and it's um, and they it's um and yeah yeah that's that's um they, they land there and it's just this they they um I forget if it, I think it's Starbucks forget I, no it's Apollo. Ah, crap, I forget which one. But they discover a group of kids who are just, like, kind of living in the wilderness trying to defeat the Cylons who have taken over Yeah, so, like, this was a thing. And, of course, Lord of the Flies, I mean, well, of course, yeah. would, would come into – like, there's all kinds of inspirations coming. But uh-huh. I do think I do think when they pitched Lucan, they were thinking of uh, the Incredible Hulk and the Fugitive more yes. than, than, than probably Feral Children, yes. like the way we were thinking of them now. But that's – such a fascinating subject that gets redone all the time that it's like it's so interesting to me it's and the and the great thing about this episode i'm going to ask you in a minute what you thought about the the actual so 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 amanda and i um i i, I adore amanda we she has been on here doing masquerade which was a supremely overcomplicated show <laughs> and we yes. were doing jody love chachi which we made supremely overcomplicated <laughs> i've gone back to a few of those episodes and those episodes are 23 24 minutes each if we talk for less than 40 minutes about one of those episodes i'm surprised i love joni i i love joni so much yeah and uh, chachi i think his heart is good i don't know about the rest of him yeah i have to leave him in the background and, <laughs> yes and yes everybody else um, move forward um, but uh, but I'm so glad to have you. I didn't mention, but I'm so glad to have you back on yes, the show. Yes, happy to be here, and I'm happy to talk about Lucan because yes. it's so good. Yeah, we you you mentioned this like a few years ago. You said I could only come back to the show if I do Lucan, and I said to you, I'm never doing Lucan. <laughs> and then uh, about two weeks ago, I said let's do Lucan. So um, and luckily it's on DVD. Everyone, you can pick it up on DVD. Yes, please. And, and, and the place you watched it and I watched it was Warner Archive Instant, which is still my favorite streaming channel yeah. of all time, even though it's been gone for ages, because they updated everything every couple of months, and they would put on shows that you were like, they put that on there? 
And well, the I, TV so, movie selection was, I saw was so, so many good, good movies. Yeah. So, it was such a sweet selection. They, I mean, Search, uh, that Mitchell and I discussed was on there. Man from Atlantis, well, I, which I will discuss one day, was on there. And obviously, Lucan was on there. Um, so. Bronk. Um, Bronk was on there. Bronk was on. Bronk was on there, and the um, Harry O. And Harry. That's where I discovered Harry O. That's where I discovered Wizards of Warriors. Oh, that's right. I think which, they had um two. Oh God, what was it? you covered it? I think. Um, oh my God, Westworld. Beyond Westworld. A, Beyond Westworld. Beyond Westworld. Beyond Westworld. And I covered that just because um that was when Westworld started on HBO. So whenever HBO would tweet and Facebook, new episode of Westworld going up, I would tweet over it. And my new episode of Beyond Westworld <laughs> is going, discussing it. I, I got so many people listening for like the first three episodes. That Luckily, there were only five. By the time I got to five, <laughs> people were like, okay, this is not. And we figured it out. We figured, we figured, you're a douche. We figured it out. But yeah, Beyond Westworld, Man from Atlantis, Harry O, Wizards and Warriors, 77 Sunset Strip, um, no Bourbon Street Beat, oddly enough, which we've covered on here, but Hawaiian Eye, Surfside 6, and um, there was a um, James Arness show. Um, uh, he was a cop for a year, Ooh. like a year or two after Gunsmoke ended. That was pretty good. Oh, man, was I'm one sorry of the- I missed that. Yeah, it was it was fun. I'm, I'm I'll yell out the name for it next time. Um, but it was only one season. But Bronk was great, and they had some weird show about like a bunch of guys in World War Two doing stuff, which is kind of like Hogan's Heroes, but not a comedy. I, and I forget the name of that show, but it was such a good thing. But they had they had Lucan on here, and they went it went away before I finished watching Lucan. Lucan, Lucan. So, so, um, so I, I guess, I guess I'll ask so we can get started because this is, um, obviously this is a standalone episode, everyone. So Lucan, this is a TV movie. I, I hate it if we stole from our catalog for the Maven TV Mayhem show, but, um, but we could talk about there with Nate too, if we we want. Well, Um, I mean, it'll probably come up because, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about David Green at some point. So, okay. All right. So, so so what what um your your honest thoughts on what did you think about the TV movie Lucan? My honest thoughts. I think the first time I saw it I thought it was good, but it, I didn't I don't think I loved it. And then I had to I've had to watch it off and on over the years because like uh, I did like I didn't I haven't casually watched it in a while. I, I just I've had to watch it for different projects. So like I think I rewatched it when I did the Stalker Channing movie. I did the commentary for The Girl Most Likely to, and she's in the the pilot. So I I think I watched it then. And then I watched it again because the director David Green uh did a movie called I Start Counting and I wrote the liner notes for that. And so I rewatched Lucan for that, and even though I don't think I ended up using any information on it, and then I think I rewatched it again recently for something. Oh, I think for this Farrell, this Mysterious Island of Beautiful Women, mm-hmm. I just to kind of refamiliarize myself with it, and then I watched it again for this. And the more I watch it, the more I I, I become really enchanted with it. Yeah. Um, I think when I when I saw it the first time, uh, clearly when most people saw it the first time, they they didn't know what the series was going to look like, and I didn't either, you know, and I just kind of sat down with it. Um, but since I've seen the series, I have a different perspective of it. And you can see that they actually did a really good job laying it out 
um, for the original premise of the show. But what I like so much about it is that it's a really quiet film. It's it's like it's like he does things where he's got like superhero type wolf power that pops up throughout the episode or the pilot. But at the same time, it's not like a very loud, rambunctious film. It's a very quiet film about a young man who's trying to figure out his place in the world. And he can't seem to do that because he can't find these missing pieces, his family. And and it's kind of moving and it's got this really beautiful score and it's it just kind of flows. And at the same time, it's got this great story about Stalker Channing that she is kind of growing with Lucan. And that's kind of the point of the film. Like these people grow along with him as he goes on these journeys and she has to learn to face her fears if she's going to go anywhere in this world. And and she does. And even then there's like an action moment where, you know, something happens and is she going to be okay and blah, blah, blah. And Lucan comes. And the other thing I, but it's quietly done. And the other thing I really liked about it is, and we'll talk about the, the characters, but even though the one guy is kind of a snake and you know, which guy I'm talking about, he's not that bad. I like, do. yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, when she's like in that perilous situation, he's, he wants her to be okay. And I like that the characters are kind of like gray that way. They're not, you know, there's some definitely good people in it, but even the villains have like kindness in them at some points. And I found that really intriguing and I like that aspect of it a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah. I, I think like you said with the villains is that the villains are in, in this one are just people, even, even the jerky guy in the meeting with the board of regents, they're just people who are a little, misguided a little um a a little like trying to um um uh uh, boost boost themselves but they've gone wrong right yeah i would say that's right yeah and 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 the the joy the thing the thing i love about it and i i think i thought this when i first watched it on warner archive gosh four thousand years ago i know it feels like forever oh my gosh i love that station so much Twenty. This is twenty twenty two when we're recording this. I think it was a twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen when they ended. I think. No, I think it was um, after that. I, I, but I'm not I'm, positive. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I. I watched this around twenty fourteen just because. Um, uh, because of jobs and things like that, and, and where I was at the time. So yeah, I'm gonna say okay. I watched this around twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, and. I remember one of the things I liked about it is there were certain ways they would do TV movies back then. TV movies that were going to be that they wanted to be series. Because you you could have some things like one of my favorite TV movies is um, uh, Escape with Mm -hmm. Christopher George. That's clearly that's the moxie. That's Christopher George. That's clearly meant to be a, a, a pilot for something that never happens so you sit down and you watch it and you go okay this was a great adventure i wish i could get another but we're never going to get another but then you have a movie like rockford files the first rockford files is excellent because it's really not from jim's point of view it's from i want to say it's the bionic woman is is the um leading lady Uh, yeah but i could i could Hmm. be wrong but it's more from her point of view going into his world because he she keeps going in and he keeps she keeps hiring him and then when he's about to be threatened he fires himself 
And then when she's about, he hires himself back on. And it's kind of this wonderful kind of setup for everything where, like, we you'd like to see more of Jim Rockford. But if you only got that one, you'd be okay with that. And then there are other ones where, like The Man from Atlantis, where Man from Atlantis spends about the first third or so. And I'm sorry, my neighbor's dogs are barking. If you can hear them. Yeah, I know. You think it's Lucan, right? No, it ain't. So, Lucan. Sorry. Um, but um, uh, then you get, like, Man from Atlantis, which is more like um, the first third is set like they find Patrick Duffy half naked in the uh, by the beach. And you're like, hey... Uh, and and, you, and you, they bring him into the the institute, and they bring him to life, and they discover who he is, and and you learn who he is, and then when you've learned who he is, suddenly Victor Buono appears and wants to destroy the world. <laughs> uh, and this is this is sort of like that too, because and it's and I was also thinking it's a lot like the Battlestar Galactica, the the three hour TV movie. Oh, I love that one, yeah. Where I love it too. The, the, the if you watch it, if you watch it hour by hour, the first hour is the Cylons destroying everything and everything being torn apart in the ragtag group of ships going out and then the second two hours are kind of another story and that's kind of the way like Lucan is here it's like the first half hour approximately the first half hour is Lucan they find him they they bring him in we see the the film footage of him he's with Dr. I think it's Dr. Hoagland I mm, think is yeah. is, the, is it's his John name. Randolph. That's what I John, know. Yeah, John yeah, Randolph. Hoagland. Yeah, you're right. Who who is um John, John Randolph? Who I always think of as um he is um uh in in Bob Newhart's show. He is um geez oh. um, Bob's Bob's boy, who's who's Bob's wife in that? I'm forgetting his spot. Is that her my, father? Yes, it's, it's her father. He uh, it's um Junior. His name is Junior. He's in the Thanksgiving episode where he's this big, loudish guy, uh, brute, kind of who keeps getting the way of Bob's mom trying to do her silly Thanksgiving stuff. And he's in there and he's wonderful in that. And that's kind of where I always think of him. And occasionally I think of him as the guy who, oh, that's not Carl Reiner. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but, uh, but, close. but, 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 but the way it's wonderful because the way this is set up is the first half hour is the, all the setup. And then the next hour, as it were, at like 50 minutes, is the story, the construction site, um, all the stuff with, with um, everyone on there, Stocker Channing, Ned Beatty, and everyone on there. It's, kind, it's, 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 it's nicely done. Um, I, um, it's, it's, it's funny because I always, I always think when I watch it, they're going to spend more time on him as the feral child. But they really don't. There's not a lot of time spent. They kind of do it quickly. No, I think they age. So, like, in comparison to Stock the Wild Child, which, by the way, starred David Jansen, the star of The Fugitives. That's kind of interesting. Is that Joseph Bottoms plays Cal. And if memory serves, I watched this a few months ago. um, They both sort of age up them fairly quickly. But I feel like like they spend more time with Cal as a feral child in uh, Stock the Wild Child. But at the same time, they're not trying to make a pilot. It's just a standalone film. Yeah. And so, but he, he grows up and he's kind of, they're very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the, he doesn't have the wolf power or anything like that. But like, yes. but there's this idea of potential exploitation, which he gets way exploited compared to Lucan. 
And, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, they film their childhoods. But when Cal watches it, and it's interesting. So, like, when they open Lucan, he's watching a film of himself. And oh, you're going to say my, one of my favorite things, aren't you, about the <laughs> – I think. I'm not sure. You might be. I'm going to Oh, I was just going to say that they both watch each other on film. And oh, okay. I don't think I'm going to say your favorite thing because the, the, the difference I was going to point out was that when Cal watches it, he's a source of amusement for like the audience like he's with a group and he's clearly being exploited or he feels like he is and then and then luke can when he watches himself on film he sees something kind of wonderful like where he came from and there's no shame in it and because he's got this non-exploitive father figure he yeah you see him gradually like he's hiding under the table yeah. and then eventually he stands up and, and embraces oh him. my god when they're cutting his fingernails <laughs> oh my god it's much it's very both those remind me a lot there, of the Truffaut film there's a lot yes. of similarities yeah and it, it, it is it is harrowing to watch in some respects but in Lucan it it never it it doesn't quite get to the point where you're like oh don't I don't want to see this you know it's not like like I don't want to yeah I don't want to go into this this space um and, and Lucan does something, the director does something that I absolutely, <laughs> here's the thing I love. Um, and that is, you see the film footage of them pulling Lucan out of the truck. Yes. And then, oh, it, yeah, yeah. then you see Lucan's eyes, and then you see the point of view yes, right, of him do. getting pulled from the truck. It... And that is so sharp. I think that is so nicely yeah. done. Because he doesn't you would think there might have been a point where he that was hate and anger and that it's clearly harrowing when he sees it and I think um, Dr. Hoagland is smiling a little more than he should be <laughs> but I also think I also think that, that Lucan is uh, I, I don't want to say it's I don't want to call it a blessing but I want to just say like okay that that was the point where like because all these people suddenly rush at the camera to grab him, but in the background is Doctor Hoagland standing there, like, okay, no, don't, don't grab, just take his shoulder, don't, don't do, don't do, kind of gradually they're moving him towards him. They're moving, they're moving Lucan towards Doctor Hoagland. Moving him towards him doesn't help anyone. Moving Lucan towards Doctor Hoagland, and they're sort of like, um, like that. In the film, it looks unpleasant and impersonal in the point of view it starts off that way but near the end it sort of becomes when you you know what his um, relationship is with dr hoagland it becomes more like father yeah absolutely he's so good to him yes. you know and i love i love that relationship so much and like i feel really invested in dr hoagland yeah. Um, you know, being there for Lucan because he's arguing. Because then they cut to like the board well, meeting, Regent, Regents, yeah, yeah, and they're like, yeah. "Well, we, we, you know, the funding isn't always guaranteed anymore. He's twenty years old, and and they start like throwing out every reason why they shouldn't be funding this research anymore. And it's it's interesting because he's clearly grown up and learned a lot of things. Which, by the way, no feral child has really been able to develop in this way. No, they have That's not. like unheard of, and yeah. um, for him or Cal and uh. Or the or even the mysterious island of beautiful women, um, they don't get that far. So like um, he's they're like you have to put him in a, in kind of a special home, even though he's clearly 
capable to be in school. But the other thing, though, that's really interesting is that it's sort of juxtaposed with uh, Lucan at the gym. Yes. And, and he's he's clearly an outsider at the same time too. He's never going to fit in it there because of his reputation yeah. of living at the institute. And so, like it's it's really sad. But like Dr. Hoagland is defending him, and they're throwing out like, well, he he might like do something to the women, and like yeah. like all these awful things that he's clearly never indicated he's going to do. And as a matter of fact, when we get to the first episode, we can talk about his sexual status, which I thought was yes. really interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like um, he's he's never done anything like that. But they're like he's like a monster to them, and so yeah. it's 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 really sad. And you can see that he's like a monster to everybody on campus. Yeah, he, and the 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 guy and I didn't write down the actor's name, but you'll know him when you see him. He is the 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 actor who basically Dr. Hogan calls uh, the the sort of um, the bureaucrat who's doing a hatchet job. Yeah. Um, is he's play? You know him if you've ever seen Fletch. He's a divorce lawyer. He he was he, also Matt Houston's accountant. He's uh, Matt Houston's accountant. He's also in my favorite episode of Ellery Queen, which I think is one of the best episodes of anything anywhere. He is actually the Undertaker who is brought in in the New Year's Eve episode of Ellery Queen, and in that one he's really sweet and kind of delightful. George but Weiner. Most, I think his name yes, is George Weiner. Yes, that's him. Yes, he's he's so good. You you know him when you see him, you will know him immediately. And this one he is and the thing about it is like when he's arguing his case where you're like you son of a bitch. At the same time you're thinking like, well, if it is if it is a university and you're you, there has to be some justification for what you're doing. Yeah, um, I know, but they're like, and, and they're it's, it hurts, but, but it's just, but I mean, I think that's the point. They're depersonalizing him. Yes, and so, exactly. you know, and he's just, he's just like, uh, is the grant fund they, worth it anymore? But he's a person. He, they, 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 they should at least bring him in. I would think. Cause when you see him, he's like walking with like two or three textbooks under his arm. He looks like it could be, you know, Richie Cunningham. He could be anybody. Yeah. Class. Yeah. You know, and it's just, and so, you know, and, and I do love that. Like, the person who I think is in charge, like at one point where the the uh, the guy says something unpleasant to Doctor Hoagland, the guy in charge basically stands up and says, "No, you're wrong. Stop. You know this is not what you're saying is not correct." Yeah, but so and it's it's just it's very. And the the only problem with that scene is that when it ends, the guy in charge says to Doctor Hoagland. Well, as long as you're alive and well, nothing will happen to Lucan. Oh, yeah, and then... And, and the moment, and you can see, like, in the background, like, there's a bolt of lightning. You yeah. know, you're like, oh, shit. That's it, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> R.I.P. Dr. Hoagland. Not that that happens in this episode, but, like, he, you know, Lucan is, like, you know, he's he's hanging by a thread, uh, literally, yeah. and I guess maybe that's the whole point of that rope climbing scene, if we're going to go ahead oh, and get metaphorical true, true. with it. Yeah, yeah, and, and did you ever, did you, did, did they make gals do that we don't have a rope in our gym as far as i know no i i i work out now at a gym that has a rope i okay. can't climb it but i can do certain exercises with it but we do have rope climbers in in the gym uh yeah i used to be able to i, I put on a few pounds uh, because of covid that i'm trying to shed once i shed those i can go back up that freaking rope i've never but, but... i've never i can get like two inches off and then i'm like <laughs> oh my god i'm done <laughs> I used to be able to get up to the because it used to be um, St. Margaret Mary School where I was first to sixth grade. They would do the rope, and the gym was the the building was one. It it was 
two stories, but the gym in the center was uh, at the first floor was two stories high, and the and the rope would be two stories up, and I could get all the way up and then get back down. But as I was doing it, I always thought, why don't more people fall from this point oh, and get God. really hurt? You know, it, I mean, you, it's like it's like you you're making them go up two stories. I mean, I was fine with it because I was a stupid little skinny kid. And I go, but I thought there must be someone who get halfway up and just be like, ouch. Yeah. And, and they did it in four seconds. Yeah. I, I don't think I did it in four seconds. No, I can't imagine anybody doing it in four seconds. I think seconds. everyone left the room and went and got to, you know, hit the. Laverne can do it. I've seen Laverne climb the rope. I would think Laverne would be really good at climbing the rope too, yeah. and I would think the Fonz would do it with one hand. Oh, probably he'd probably just probably. be up there and nobody would even know. <laughs> <Yeah, that, laughs> but yeah, that that rope thing that always confused me when I was a kid because that that's one that's one of those things like do they do that with like because that was like like third or fourth grade we did that. I thought what was I eleven or twelve? Yeah, I and don't have a us, memory of it. They're making us go up a rope. Um, I remember Mr. Healy was our gym teacher. Come on, Bundick! Do it, Bundick! <laughs> Going up, just please let me get to the top. And when I got to the top, I slapped the ceiling and eased myself back down. That's what you do. And I just thought, why did I do that? <laughs> what did that accomplish? Ooh. Who is going to chase me up a rope and then stop when I get to the ceiling and slap it? Luke can't I mean, mind because he understands of course. Like when to stop a fight. Because at that time, I was scared of werewolves and vampires, Frankenstein monster, Jason, not Freddy yet, but, you know, slashers. And I thought, who is going to, like, if, if I get up there and slap the roof, is Jason going to look at me with his machete, tap his machete on the mask, slide down and go, you're good, kid, and take off? No, I don't think so. I think, I think he's going to cut, cut my legs off. Like, he'd be like Art the Clown. He, he'd grab me, <laughs> throw me down, rip me to 400 pieces. Uh, so, talking of what were we talking of? I don't we're know. We're talking so we're... about Lucan. Lucan going yeah. up the rope. So he's in gym, and then and then I think he's I think Doctor Hoagland is walking along the campus, and yes. and then he he drops a book or he forgets something. And he goes back, and when he walks onto the road, he's kind of carelessly not looking, and he gets hit by a car, and it hits the fan, and then Lucan comes to the hospital, and it's really sweet. He sits there in the corner and the nurse is there and she's like, you should leave. Visiting hours are over. And he's like, I, I not ready. And she's like, okay, fine. I don't think he says anything. She's like five more minutes. And, um, and then I think he's waiting for the nurse to leave Dr. Hoagland and he wakes up and he's like, Lucan, listen to me. You have to leave. Yeah. They're going to put you in a home and I can't protect you anymore. And he's got this desire to figure out where he came from. Mm-hmm. And so He's like, I need to find my parents. And he's like, well, that's as good of a thing as any. So I go to this person in the city and he will set you up with a job. And what's really interesting about it is that I I guess to show how insulated Lucan has been, he doesn't even know how to cross the street, which seems really weird to that's me. Inter- yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. You spent ten years teaching him to do all this stuff. He knows he's got a five hundred page history book, but he doesn't know how to cross the street. Yeah, because he gets there, and first of all, he's he's enamored with all the architecture. Like he's never seen anything outside of the university, aside from where he grew up in the wild. And 
he's like in this bus, it's great. And he's looking at all the big buildings and, um, and he's totally enchanted by all of it. And then he's walking to this construction site and he's just walking in front of cars. And you're like, I'm pretty sure you know how to cross the street. I'm almost, po- if you can get on a bus, like figure out how to do that, you, you know what motor vehicles are. And mm-hmm. you lived on a campus where clearly they have roads because Dr. Hoagland yes. got hit by a car. Hit by a car? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so he, he crosses the <laughs> road and he walks in on a fight with this guy who looks like Dennis Fimple, but it's not Dennis Fimple. Mm-hmm. And he's getting his butt kicked by these three guys. And Lucan comes to like, I don't know if I'm doing your part of the podcast, but I just. No, please. No, no. I, 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 I talked about some of this in the, in the breakdown, but we got, oh, this is, oh no, no, no. Because this is a, this is, this is a, this is the pilot movie. So, so we gotta, we gotta cover it in depth. So, you know, he shows up at the fight and, uh, and this kind of overweight older guy is getting beat up and Lucan is like, you're not as strong or as wily or whatever he says as this other person. Mm-hmm. He said, and there's no shame in that. Yeah. And your you your fight is over because he knows that he's lost, and yes. nobody knows how to respond to him because he's got this very yes. kind of very pragmatic way of looking at a fist fight. Pragmatic and sincere. And there's a great moment where the guy who's leading the fight steps forward toward Lucan, and Lucan just puts out his hand. That's right. And the guy takes his hand. And it's like, what, what? What do you do there? He's not. He's not. Um, he's not belittling us. He's not. He's not. He's just stating the facts. He's just saying what's what he saw what and is, saying maybe you should knock it off. Yeah, it is what it is. And so. Yeah, exactly. And so in this one, I guess the adventure part of the story really kicks in because yes, it's the, he. Be- it's, it's got such a great cast because. It's got Ned Beatty, right, as yes. as the guy who runs the construction site, mm-hmm. and his daughter's played by Stalker Channing. And she's, they live in a gorgeous house. Oh, my God, and she's amazing in everything. She's yes. amazing. When I did the Girl Most Likely 2 commentary, I had to watch all the Stalker Channing TV stuff, <laughs> and it's all great. I, yeah, she's. I haven't seen all of it, but she was in the was she in the big bus. Oh, I think she might have been. I think I was going to say because I think I watched a big bus like a year ago and I think she was in that and that's a, that's not a TV movie. No, because that's, that's why I know fun, nothing. That's why there's like uh, a blank slate. Like it, like uh, if it's a TV movie. I was just thinking. Of, I was just thinking of Stocker Channing stuff and I thought she had a oh, TV show like a sitcom around this time too that she was and it, really good. And in. I think I think her name might have been in the title. Yes, right, it was. It was like the Stocker like, Channing yeah. show, and um and yeah. she's just amazing and um yeah. and so he, she's kind of this quirky. Uh, I want to say frumpy because of the way they have her dressed. I think she's supposed to be kind of dowdy, but it's still her She mentions thing. that she's kind of frumpy. Yeah. She says, like, I never had a guy that handsome. Okay, Rizzo. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, like, and she's, like, the coolest chick on the block always. And so, like, so, like, um, and she's only with this guy, I think, because her dad wants it, she thinks, and also because I think she thinks this is it, right? This is, mm-hmm. he's not awful. But he's not. I'm not necessarily in love. But it's good, and he's good looking, and he's nice sometimes. And and my dad likes him, and and he can help out with the company. And so I kind of feel like this is my destiny. And mm-hmm. her destiny for her, even though I think she's come to terms with a lot of it, is like an unhappy sort of thing for her. She's just kind of. She's just kind of doing. I mean, the the fact that she's. I I would bet you she's been her dad's secretary for years and yet she's still oh, staring at the at keys it, yeah. <laughs> hunting and pecking and it's, here's the thing uh, hunting the hunting and pecking I, I don't type properly when I write my books 
but I type very, very fast. So you, you can, if, if you're not learning where the letters are, then you're not into there's, it. There's, there's a, yeah, there's a disconnect between what you're doing, your eyes, your brain, and your fingers. Yeah. And so, so she's so, unhappy. Yeah, she's very unhappy. And she drives a, a station wagon that is longer than the big bus, which is a movie I think she might <laughs> She be does in. have a big, that's right. I remember thinking that. <laughs> she's like right the family truckster yeah. from uh, Vacation. And uh, and she forms this really beautiful friendship, you know, with with Luke Cam, which I like. Okay, I like sweet. that it doesn't go anywhere past friendship. And yes, but uh, but her boyfriend, um, and I'm forgetting the character's name. Uh, I am too. Um, I, she, he, I I think I wrote them. You keep talking. Okay, I'm gonna he, look at, he I clearly know. thinks something else is going on, and he's starting to yes. think that this guy's going to cut in on his potential to run the construction company. I think Matt Clark might be the guy that's the older, overweight guy. Um, but now of course all the other actors are, their names are eluding me. But, um, so, you know, they, together, they sort of learn a little bit about what their needs are and, Mm -hmm. and kind of, it's more, I think he more helps her than she helps him, but I think he needs that friendship outside of, uh, what he knew at the university. I I think, I think he's just starting off. So she's like the first touchstone outside of it so he's he's she's absorbing more sort of his wild child i you know i grew up in the woods with you know it's like what what do they say with with the um how did you climb up there so fast well i used to play with the bears oh yeah i I used to play with the raiders but i never went that fast (laughs) no that's what i mean and and for it's a great joke lucan lucan doesn't is it in another joke? But um, it's a great joke, anyways. But you, you you do get that wonderful moment where, like, I you you think that um, there he's he's more of a um a guru to her yeah. than she is to him at this point, just because he's just been let out and she's like you you almost feel at points like when you're watching her story with Ned Beatty and the other guy that we're like three episodes deep into their yeah. show his um his name is gene uh by the gene, way and okay. it was william jordan who played him and um yes and, and he's got a great hair I, I love his hair yeah he's great and he's actually really good in it because he, we'll talk about his little turn at the end but like mm-hmm. he um what i like so much and i think i mentioned earlier and i guess i hadn't thought about it till we start talking about it but what i like so much about lucan is that he is kind of settled in these sort of ideologies that he got growing up in the wild Mm -hmm. and they weren't like beat out of him or lectured out of him or, you know, shamed out of him. Like he, he's allowed to be the person that he was when they got him, except obviously more civilized, but like, but at the same time, there's a growth for him too. So he's actually taking all these things that he learned to survive and, Mm -hmm. and the way the wolves lived in a much more like wolves don't have like, I mean, at least as far as we know, they don't have pettiness towards each other, like jealousy. And and when they fight, they stop and they do their stuff and they go about their business. And, and so he approaches the world like that and nobody's told him that that's wrong. And so he's able to kind of nurture these kind of like really basic kind of principles. It, it's kind, it's kind of lovely when you think about it that, that Dr. Hoagland was able to raise him for ten years without telling him, "No, you know what? When you, when you see this happening, don't let your eyes glow bright yellow yeah, yeah, yeah. or red or whatever, and go after something. Be more human. Do more." It, it, he 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 
he he is raised in a way where he is that's the joy of it i think is that he's very human but he has those moments like, like the, the 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 motorcycle chase through the mall oh so good yeah there it's so good and he is able to when that I, I all I kept thinking it was Dawn of the Dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> motorcycles motorcycles going there. But he's able to defeat those crazy ass guys on motorcycles who just want to kill him simply by using everything he learned before he became before he was captured. Yeah, he wasn't made to feel like he couldn't use his everything that he had acquired yes. as a child. And so and then you're right, that it's, it's it's kind of a beautiful thing that I never thought about before. It's and it's great. It's great because when he talks to Soccer Channing, and even when he goes to save her, um, in the end, and I, I don't think we're going to spoil anything, folks. Um, I, we're just going to hop all over, trip hammer over the episode because there's a lot that goes on. Um, but it's sort of like in the end when he, she, she's hanging off of a, a, a construction site and he runs up the side of an elevator to save her. You know, it's very. It actually reminded me. There's a BJ and the Bear <laughs> episode where, um. Um, BJ is hired to take a bunch of folks from like a one floor of the Cuckoo's Nest style institution <laughs> to a uh, amusement park. Of course. And and they are on a Ferris wheel and the Ferris wheel jams and two of the people are at the very top. I've had that happen. I've been on a Ferris wheel when that happens. I didn't panic. I was like, this is the best. But these two people panic, and they're trying to climb off the cars and get off the car. But they're, they're like 50 feet above the ground. And BJ climbs up the side of the Ferris wheel and brings them down. Very heroic, very exciting. And that's kind of exactly what Lucan... Now, this is four years before that, five years before that. Lucan does the same thing, but he does it in a more like... I'm running up the side of it like um like a like a, a an animal. Uh, well, we're all animals, I guess, except Amanda. Yeah, of course, except um, me. Amanda is above one level above us. All. Of, <laughs> of course, course, we know that. Uh, but but I'm running up there like a an animal, and, and so you just get these great um. You you get that great moment where he runs up there to save her, but when he actually gets up there, when Lucan gets up there to save her, he saves her like a human. Rather, he, he runs up everything like an animal because no one else can get there. But when he goes to save her, he's like, hey, hold on. Come on. Let me help you. Let me pull you up. And it's 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 so great that this weird, it, it's it's not really mentioned, but it's this weirdness of somehow they let him become a, put it in quotes, human. Um, but they also left in the, the animal yeah. in him. And they both combine. And it's not like he's suddenly, like, he doesn't, like, when he runs up the side, like, a cape doesn't shoot out his back and he runs up it. He just, he's got this cool coat on and he just goes up the side. And everyone's like, what's that guy doing? And he's like, that guy's doing what we can't do because we're a little too scared to do it. Yeah. So let him go. Yeah. Let him a lot go of it is about it. fear, you know. Yeah. So it's just at the at the end of the day, a lot of it, like, even when, when he's getting chased around by the, the motorcycles, um, when he's and you can see even he has fear too like when they lock him in jail there, there's a oh, sequence okay. where he's walking back and forth by the bars and the camera's just following him it's just bar 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 look and look and look and look and look and look and it's just like it's just it's a little much it's a, it's a little a little bit almost too much and so it's like they, they do a nice job of um I I guess I guess I would call it subtle 
because I don't think I really saw it the first time I watched it. But they do a nice job of it. Because one of the things, too, is they do focus a, a bunch of time on sort of the um, the bad stuff that Ned Beatty's up to, accidentally, sort of. Yeah. Which doesn't really... It's, it's kind it's of an aside. That, yeah, it's... it's um, I, I was going to say, I mean, that's as MacGuffin-y as you get. I mean, if you see North by Northwest and thought... Cary Grant was MacGuffin hunting in that film. This is more MacGuffin-y than that. None of what they're doing is up to anything. It's MacGuffin-esque. It's it's MacGuffin-esque. It's MacGuffin-adjacent. It's like what Lucan and Stocker Channing are doing are the important things here. Yeah. And everything else is sort of... Just there. Everything everything else just pushes it ahead. I guess they needed that for like the action sequences where he's getting chased by the... Gene's henchman or whatever. That's it's a really great scene. I wish I knew where that was. I, I, I love it. Yeah, I the, recognize it. The the architecture is really beautiful because it's very. I thought it was very, in Westwood. Well, yeah, at first it but probably I'm, is. But in the interview that I found with Kevin Brophy to promote the TV pilot, he said that a lot of the the stuff was shot in Santa Ana. Oh, okay. Well, that's, so that's, it's that's possible. Sense. Although he, um, yeah, I think that's what he said. He said Santa Ana. Because there, there is, there's one point where there's like a wall behind him that has these great weird uh, curved windows and like a white space. And it's really, and it's like, I know that space. I know that space. But I couldn't remember where it was. But it's, it's, it's great because suddenly you're like in a mall where there's no one. And he's getting chased around, and it's fantastic. And he's just, he's hes basically doing a, you know, he's Indiana Jones taking out the uh, convoy of Nazis in Raiders of the Lost Ark, except it's three guys on a motorcycle. Yeah, he said he said that the pilot was shot in Santa Ana, the exteriors. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, it's, um, I, I would love, there, there are some great moments where it looks like he's doing quite a few of the stunts. I don't think he's doing all of them. No. Some of them look look crazy. But uh, there, there are moments where I was like, oh, that's him. Oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, he's pretty agile. Um, he is. He jumps over the car when he gets yes, out of jail. Yes, he, he does amazing. that leap over the car when he gets out of jail, which is really good. Yeah. And it's so casual. It's like a Jackie Chan style he's jump. He's so light, like when, yeah, on his feet. Like, it's just, when, it's really impressive. Like when Jackie sort of like has to get into the second story of a building and he just runs up the side of a wall. And you're like, how did he do that? It's just like he does the same thing. He goes, woohoo! I just flies. And like Sacker Channing is behind him going, huh? <laughs> she is. She's kind of dumbfounded by his uh, agility. <laughs> so, 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 uh, like, what else is this? I mean, I think there's a lot of, oh, Silver Lake Boulevard. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I have it playing right here. And, um, he, he just saw, He's, are they in Silver Lake? I've never. Which is a pretty, which is a pretty hip area of LA, by the it way. It is. I lived there for years. Oh well, well, please. I mean, oh, there's Amanda Reyes Boulevard. Yep, there it is, right by the reservoir. Oh, 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 oh Amanda, oh, Amanda Reyes Circle. There we go. It's yep. fantastic. Um, but um, what what else on this one? What what else? Well, just that it sets up this idea. So I'll talk about this because we'll probably go more into it. And it even it even kind of approaches it in the in the first episode after the pilot. But essentially, for me, Lucan is about a guy who's so obsessed with reuniting with his parents 
and and having that family, that version of family that he has in his head, that he doesn't understand that he's building families all along the way and helping families. This whole, with the exception of a couple of episodes, and then when the show kind of changes gears in the second season, the very short-lived second season, the he's he doesn't even realize that he's created families that are that look different or he's helping them build on these families that look different and so like um and so in this one he could very easily have become part of stalker channing's family you know what i mean and stayed and and it would and it would have been sort of a different looking family because it was a single father you know with this older daughter who lived with him and um, but he wanted to find his parents, and so that's where he's he's geared towards. And that's I really, I think yeah. when you think about the '70s, one of the things that sticks out to me, like in just the cultural landscape, is that the divorce rates were becoming really prominent, and lots of people were also living with each other before they got married, and so families looked a lot different in the '70s, just from a couple years before that. So like it's kind of showing this desire to live in a traditional lifestyle while at the same time seeing really acceptable forms of an untraditional lifestyle and um mm-hmm. and and sort of ex- exploring both sides of that and where do we belong and so um so that's what struck me most about the show when I watched it uh, on the Warner Archive streaming platform it just has this really neat kind of oh, yeah. through line that that whether it's intentional or not, I don't know. I'm going to assume it is because it seems like the show is very smart and um, mm-hmm. and knows what it's doing. And so I found that really interesting. And I think that this pilot lays it out really well. But we'll see it much deeper into um, some episodes in the series. There's some pretty good stuff coming up. I, I, I thought of it, like you said, it made me think of the, um, and this this might sound foolish, but it made me think of the Planet of the Apes TV series. Because in that series, the two guys and Galen, Roddy McDowell, every episode they meet up with a group of people who are sort of oppressed by the main apes, and they help them and leave. And I think at some point when Amy the Conqueror and I were talking about that, I said, wouldn't it be great if this show had gone on for like two or three or four seasons and there had been a huge like two or three part series finale where every single person they helped and they assisted, and they made friends with, when they get to the point where they have to try to tear down the ape society that is um, the, the fascist ape society, if every single person suddenly was there fighting alongside them to pull it down. And and the, the fun that's obviously that that won't happen in a show like Lucan Lucan but um, Lucan but um, but I, I one of the things I I love about these short lived shows is you can sort of see these moments where it's like you've made your friends here you leave and it, it, uh, there's I I'm 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 going to say we're 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 talking on the show we're going to talk about Gemini Man soon and the first regular episode of Gemini Man. Um, uh, uh, ben Murphy meets up with um, Buffalo Bill, the the hick who rides the truck in Riding with Death, and then ten episodes later he meets up with Buffalo Bill again later on the road, further down the road. So I think I think there's sort of um, I, I, one of the things I love about these shows is that you can sort of in your mind you can project a beautiful future for them, while sometimes they don't have that future. 
and and this is this lovely open with Lucan just meeting these people and having a great time and having a great on foot motorcycle chase and and saving Stocker Channing when she's about to fall off a construction site and um, you know hopefully making Ned Beatty's life better, which is what we all look. That's what we to. want in this world. That's what we want. So um, I was I was. Um, I, I was I just I just had one more thing I was going to say, and that is that oh there's I'm looking at it now and there's this uh, Lucan is running down the staircase and he's flipping over this is that Kevin Brophy that looks like him um, and he's running down the staircase and there's this huge building behind him with these little windows I'm like I know that building, um, uh, but I was going to say that um, and this doesn't really have anything to do with the the episode per se but it has to do with stunt work and that's when you watch Stockard Channing on the when she's trying to do her tap dance out on the mm-hmm. construction site three or four stories above the ground um, in the Brian Trenchard Smith film Stunt Rock which is one of my favorite films um, Grant Page who's the star says when you do a stunt you should almost always until you're about to do something crazy have three points of contact. And you can see when you watch Stocker Channing, she's got her two feet on the um, board that's like four stories off the ground, and she's got her one hand on the on the, um, the, the, the plank that's sticking up off the ground, and she keeps letting go of that and grabbing onto it. Letting go of that and grabbing onto it, because it's like the moment you let go of that, you just have the two points of contact. And things become. She's a Stone Rock fan. Wobbly, exactly. Things become a little wobbly, and you you could really say because I've done, I've when I used to when I was in college and high school we used to do films and videos and we used to do stunts. You learn that pretty quick. <laughs> that <laughs> no, if, if you if if you got two if you're off the ground you got two feet on something and you're holding on to something that's great. The moment you let off that you just have your own balance to rely on. And sometimes it ain't as great as you think it's going to be. And the moment I saw her doing that, I'm like, she's doing like, that's like perfect stunting right there. Because the moment she lets go of it, she gets shaky and then she drops. And the stunt woman, I'm hoping they didn't let Stocker Channing do that stunt. Like when she drops and like drops onto the board and has to grab onto it. It's like, whoa, that's, that's really good. Yeah. And it's, it's, not to get off the subject, but before we end, we were also talking about how uh, Gene's character actually comes. Yeah, oh, he's yes. really concerned about Stalker Channing's character and yes. um, and Marissa. And uh, she's like, "Don't call me Mickey. I this is my name." <laughs> and um, she's asserting herself. And he's probably on the verge of knowing that it's at the end of whatever is going to happen yeah, whatever him. this thing is they had yeah. and yet he's like i just want her to get down from there safely and like and like he's not a bad person and i, I well he's not great either but he's not like completely evil and that's what's important <laughs> no. you know like he's like a person he's like a real person and yeah. uh and i like that a lot and that was a that was kind of a nice unexpected thing that happens in the story that i really appreciated yeah, you don't you you don't dislike anyone, and it's it's told in such a way where um you just want everyone to be okay. Yeah. Just everyone, just relax and have a good day. Yeah. You know. Um. So. Uh. So. 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 At the end of the first, the first, the Lucan TV movie, 
And thank you for joining me. This is the first TV movie we've talked about mm. on Adventure Super Train. Oh, wow. We've talked about a lot other other yeah, in yeah. other places. But but the Masquerade TV it was really a pilot, technically. Per per um you know, our T V movie rules. But um but uh, so so let's um anything else you got on this? I one? think that's it. All right. So let um so let me just uh, say and Amanda and feel free to take ten to fifteen minutes. What are you up to? <laughs> Where can we find you well, online? What are you doing? I know you're doing a lot of stuff. By the time this airs, I don't know. Mid mid January. Yeah, I guess w- w- people should look for the newest issue of Fangoria. I did an article oh, oh, oh. on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, the trailer, not the film itself, but the trailer. Although the film is quite good, I really like it. Um, and also, I guess the third season of Night Gallery would have finally come out on Blu-ray, and then um, and I'm on that. I did all three seasons of Night Gallery. I have one or two episodes on each disc, and um, that was really fun. And I think those are like the newest things that will have happened that I can say. Well, thank you. This, so this is a mini-sode episode. I mean, this is a mini-sode episode? This is this is one, two, three. This is a mini-sode, everyone. So we, we've got nothing to go to after this. So i just say, uh, Amanda, thank you so much. And um, uh, we we got, what, what, how many episodes are there? Twelve episodes, right, Yay. I think, of Luke yeah. So we're going to we're gonna dive into that in the regular feed. And uh, and and the episode uh, the episode you'll hear it next. I think it's one forty one, one forty two. There may be another brand new old show in there, along with Monkey Town with Kristen. So it should be it should be fun. I'm hoping it's fun. I'm hoping it's not the episode where you all suddenly decide this is where I stop listening <laughs> because I think it's going to be fun. So so Lucan continues, and I can say this just having remembered it. I think the first regular episode of Luke Ann is pretty damn good. So hopefully that'll carry you in. So Amanda, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, here's a little here's a little Luke and theme for Yay. you.